mental models, the building blocks of the mind and the ultimate framework for shifting perception. If you're curious enough to fundamentally change the way you think and you're ready to experience the instant shift of awareness it comes with, then let's dive in. Welcome to the Archetype Podcast, where we explore thought-provoking ideas that shape the human experience. I'm Alex Redondo, and in this episode, we're talking about mental models, what they are, and how to use them. By the time we're done, you'll be able to think more strategically, improve your decision-making skills, and have the ability to understand the world at a much higher capacity than most. I'd like to start off by saying that using mental models are among the most important practices to consider when designing experiences, simply because the way you approach complex challenges is directly correlated with how well you rationalize and understand reality. And mental models are absolutely instrumental in elevating the quality of your approach and the overall outcome of an experience. In the experience design field, you are constantly having to push beyond your boundaries of your own perception and biases. Why? It's all in the pursuit of discovering and understanding different angles of approach and their subsequent viewpoints, letting you capture more meaning and understanding from a single point of an interaction, which lends clarity to the natural progression of a journey and helps produce more intuitive and better thought out experiences. The best behavioral tools for achieving this are mental models. They are very powerful tools to level up your understanding of the world. Let's go ahead and understand mental models. Mental models refer to the thought process that you use when thinking and rationalizing your reality and your overall perception of the world. All of this is done in order for you to understand various parts or degrees of an event. Whether that event is a problem you're facing, you're looking to future-proof your solution, or whatever it is that requires you to gain a better grasp and understanding of it. It's a highly personal and internal practice. To better understand the concept of mental models and what they are, imagine each model as a tool that you use to achieve a particular outcome. Much like using a hammer when you need to nail something down or a pen for writing, we use different models to help us understand and solve different aspects of reality. And just like the tools in the real world, you get better results from the type of models you use, the number of models available to you, the quality of those models, and your depth of knowledge in using those models appropriately. Unfortunately, we're often not taught about mental models early on in life, and it's completely natural for us to simply figure things out on our own. I even encourage it with my own kids. They get to build out their own thought processes about how something works in the world. But when you're not introduced and made aware of mental models, you'll tend to fall back on your tried and true model, whatever that is, that has helped you countless times in the past. Now take a hammer as a perfect example. If you use it often enough, 
eventually everything you come across will only be seen as a nail you have to hammer down. It might work, but it's probably not the right tool or the results you're looking for. The problem here is that if you're only looking at an issue in one way, you probably have blind spots that you're not even aware of. And those can be very dangerous by putting you at a huge disadvantage that you didn't even know you had. Now for clarity, imagine skydiving, but you forgot to pack the back of parachute just because you didn't know you had to. For all you know, you probably aren't seeing the world clearly for what it really is, or perhaps you see it better than most of us. Regardless of this fact, having highly effective and useful tools in your behavioral toolbox and knowing how to use them will help you level up your game and open doors that most of us never even venture opening. Now let's explore three core mental models that I personally use and recommend. We start with first principles thinking, also called reasoning from first principle, which is an effective problem solving technique that requires you to understand the basic parts of a complex problem, typically described as the most fundamental truths, and then reasoning up from there. This practice will naturally lead you to produce new insights of how to solve issues by offering you new vantage points that were previously hidden from you as you build from a ground level understanding. Now, most people naturally reason from analogy, which means they solve and make decisions based on prior assumptions of what others generally understood or are doing instead of reasoning from first principles which are the fundamental truths. Reasoning from analogy is a very helpful shortcut and it has its place, but may not provide us with true breakthroughs. However, first principles thinking will help you develop a unique approach to innovate and solve difficult problems in truly novel ways. A famous example that we can all learn from is when Elon Musk was faced with the high cost of battery packs, which historically cost about $600 per kilowatt hour. Now, naturally, most people would simply consider that the anchor price before venturing off to get the most competitive offer possible. But he applied first principles thinking and asked, what exactly is a battery made out of, which was cobalt, nickel, aluminum, carbon, and some polymers. Now from that new vantage point, he then asked how much would it cost to buy these materials from the London Metal Exchange, leading him to an unbelievable price point of about $80 per kilowatt hour, and clearly providing a solution that most wouldn't have even discovered if it wasn't for first principles thinking. Now this is a great example because it's simple yet illustrates how effective applying this thinking is in the real world. A quick way to apply first principles thinking to your own situations would be to ask yourself three questions. One, am I basing my decision or understanding of this on previous assumptions? Two, can I break it down into smaller pieces to get to the fundamentals, so the real core elements of it? And three, what could be some new vantage points that are revealed to me as I reason up from the fundamentals. Now, as your mind navigates through these questions, you'll naturally be led to new insights that will inform the greater scope of the solution. The second mental model has to be second order thinking, which requires you 
to account for not simply the immediate outcome of a decision called first-order consequences, but the future consequences arising from the actions of your decision. It encourages you to think past the immediacy and superficial nature of a decision, which everyone can do, and moves you into a more strategic and intentional mindset. A great business example of this would be when you're managing a tight deadline and unfortunately decide to cut corners when launching a product. The first order consequences for the decision probably gets you a very healthy increase in sales and you look great at the company. But second order thinking or second order consequences might be in the form of a flood of lasting bad reviews, higher call volume or support tickets, and probably a negative impact on the brand's overall reputation and probably yours too. If you keep avoiding second order consequences, you'll probably face some bad compounding effects that everyone will eventually have to deal with. See here, second order thinking comes in handy to help avoid issues like this. Another great but personal example could be that you decide to start eating healthy, work out and meditate on a daily basis. That's probably going to be a first order negative where you don't see results at all but second order positive, where in the long term, it will provide you with amazing benefits to your body, mind, and overall well-being. Now you're probably thinking, this sounds great, but it might become a lot to apply on a regular basis, but it really isn't. And the advantages far exceed the task of applying it. Consider this, the best way of outthinking others comes from second order thinking, especially since we live at a time where we've trained ourselves to have a very unhealthy relationship with instant gratification. And as a result, it's conditioned us to seek out high impacting first order consequences and ignore second order ones. If you apply second order thinking, you're creating advantages while others are living moment to moment. Let that sink in. Three practical ways to apply second order thinking is by A, simply asking what happens next to work through the sequences of events until consequences arise from it. B, thinking about it in terms of time intervals, such as what would be the consequences in seven days, seven months, or even seven years. And C, which is a much more hands-on approach, would be to draw three circles on top of each other, making each one slightly bigger than the previous one to represent first, second, and yes, even third order consequences, building out from the most inner circle to work out the consequences. This exercise helps you to better review and understand consequences for more complex issues. The third mental model is inversion. And it is by far one of my favorite mental models because it's the concept of reverse engineering a situation by starting from an inverted mindset to identify markers that work against you and teasing out the natural supporting markers that help you achieve a desired outcome. Sounds like a lot, but I promise you that it is absolutely powerful. In fact, inversion is typically applied to hard mathematical problems because when they are approached in reverse, they are more easily challenged and ultimately solved. There are two ways of applying this mental model. The first, is the overly simplified method, 
which is more like a rule of thumb approach and what you tend to hear on how most people apply it. Here's a great example of that. Let's say that you would like to strengthen a relationship, whether it's with your partner or a friend. Now, naturally, you might ask yourself, what can I do that would really make their day or at least improve it? Now, that's the forward thinking approach that we all tend to do. But applying inversion is to take the reverse precision and ask, what would be something that I can do that would ruin the relationship? This inverted way of thinking will provoke and provide you with clear-cut answers, such as lying, being considerate, or being undependable. The approach here is to simply focus on cutting out or avoiding acting on the bad markers we just identified, which in this situation will clearly ruin your relationship and go against your desired outcome, which is strengthening the relationship. This approach is easy enough. And I'm sure you can apply this without any issues and get good results. However, it doesn't quite capture the process and practical brilliance of inversion. So here's the second approach and a better way of understanding and applying inversion to increase its potential. In the second approach, what we're looking for is to formulate the ideal situation and then tease out what will support that situation to naturally allow for a successful outcome. Here's what I mean by that. A situation plus a response equals an outcome. Every outcome you experience in life is a result of how adequately you can react to a situation. The right responses that support your ideal situation will produce the outcome. An outcome will always be a varying degree of success or failure. What you really want to focus on is defining the situation and the responses required to support it that will produce the desired outcome. Applying the inversion mental model will reveal the supporting responses needed for your situation and its subsequent outcome. Let's put it into a quick example. To better illustrate, let's say that we're tasked with improving signups for an app. After understanding the requisites for the task, my ideal situation is simple. To achieve a highly efficient onboarding process. Much like what we did with the previous example, I'll apply inversion to seek out what would make the onboarding process fail. That there are three main things that will produce a failed outcome. One, making it overly complicated. Two, making it confusing or unclear, and then three, making it a long drawn out process. The answers brought about from the inversion approach would then become the responses that will both destroy what you're setting out to do and help reveal the supporting ones. So what would be the right responses? If making it overly complicated, confusing or unclear, and making it a long process will assure its failure and represents an inefficient onboarding process, then its successful counterparts would be to make it a short and simple, but highly informative experience that clearly outlines the benefits, ease, and convenience of using the app, while also capturing the most essential details in the process. These supporting responses emerge from understanding the negative impacting ones. By making sure we account for these supporting responses, we ultimately are anticipating needs and in itself producing the required momentum to improve the sign-up process. 
The best way to apply this approach is to take the opposing stance and challenge your ideal situation. If you do this right, you'll come across several factors that helps you achieve a failed outcome. But by doing so, you'll gain insight on the ones that will support its success. Now, believe it or not, this was an over-the-top example. Inversion really shows off its brilliance in complex challenges. So I highly recommend you playing with this one the next time you need to gain greater impact. With that said, now you have three extremely useful and powerful mental models. Getting your behavioral toolkit off to a great start. Remember that the more you apply them, the more strategic oriented your mindset will become and the better you'll improve your decision making and more so the more insight and awareness you'll gain. The future of mental models is very bright, potentially in strengthening the foundation of human interactions moving forward. To put it into perspective, our current society has explored a specialized world where individuals are offered the ability to dive into the depths of a particular subject at links. You can study to become a botanist, an engineer, a psychologist. The list goes on. From each of these disciplines arises a way of looking at the world and making sense of it that is truly unique. A psychologist might see the world in terms of incentives, while an engineer sees it in terms of systems. These specializations naturally give rise to their own mental models. So the real opportunity is in the convergence of mental models where we lend our insightful models to cross-pollinate ideas and viewpoints, leading us to innovating in multi-dimensional ways and truly diversifying thought processes by design rather than keeping them in silos and in turn changing core concepts across disciplines, industries, and nations. We already see many instances and an increased awareness of mental models in a variety of ways. There are already organizations that offer early childhood programs that embed the teaching of mental models in their process. Now just imagine the level of awareness and rationalization these children will demonstrate by the time they are adults. There are various fields and organizations where understanding mental models is an absolute must, such as in think tanks, strategy and intelligent agencies. Not to mention the growing desire in leading tech companies on encouraging employees to use mental models to further perform. In experience architecture, we construct mental models from observations of how someone interacts with an existing or a proposed system to better address their needs and understand what would best serve their expectations, helping to embrace and learn from an ample breadth of experiences which offer countless insights every day. As we've seen here, the mental models can dramatically enhance and offer the ability to shift the way you think, essentially elevating how you make decisions and the quality of those decisions. But it's change. And even though this has the ability to offer you invaluable contribution to your life and your profession, we sometimes hesitate to commit by not doing anything with new knowledge. Unless we see change as chance, in which case this turns into a chance to reinvent ourselves, to test ourselves, and to know ourselves better. Ultimately, shifting the way we view and interact with our world in more profound ways. So, let's begin. Mm -hmm.